Morning, everybody. I hope you guys had a are having a good week. It's winter time when recording this, so a lot of times right now, it, when you're winter practice for those that are it's cold, or quite frankly, I guess if it's warm out, you're, a question that I constantly get in pe- from people um, in pursuit of their stock shots is, "Hey, I know you talk about um, in a practice plan you should do program block random compete, which I'll talk a little bit more about, but." What is the ratio between how much you should block practice and how much you random practice um, to optimize your performance? So let's chat about it. So the big question is this. How do passionate golfers like you and me maximize our potential and build consistency without having to try a new tip every time we hit the links? That was the question, and this is the podcast that will give you the answer. My name's Kyle Morris, and welcome to Stock Shot Secrets. Okay, so as you guys have heard me say, in your practice, it wants to. We wanted to follow a framework of four segments. It goes program, block, random, compete. So program is setting the program for the day that you want to accomplish. Block is using feedback loops so that you know that the that the swing you're making is ideal. This is where video becomes very paramount. Then it goes to random. Random is hitting a different shot, every shot with a different club, full routine, different target, so on and so forth. And then competing is competing with the sole purpose of raising your heart rate. So question is, is how much should you block to random? Like, you know, is if we're going to do a cone drill or a noodle or whatever, is 10,000 reps like that? Like, is that what you're telling me to do, Kyle? Just do 10,000 cones? Are you telling me to do five? You know, you say you're one feeling away or are you saying like hey once you get the feeling like after the third ball then go straight into random like what is the what's the play well first and foremost to understand is that the goal in some sense over the course of time is to get out of block practice as soon as possible and the reason that is is because the sooner you're out of block the more that your brain is learning but also it's an indication of how good your golf swing is so Um, If I do, for me, for example, I have a tendency to, let's say, whip the club inside, right? So if I'm doing my block and let's say I'm using a cone behind me and I'm hitting and I'm doing it and I'm kind of, you know, I do do my programming and I do block practice for 10 swings and then I go, okay, like this doesn't feel weird. I'm doing this without fault every time. Like it looks perfect. I then have permission to move into random. And I'm going to go random for, say, 20 swings. So if we're going to break this into 30 ball segments, which is usually the size of like those little range, you know, baskets or a little range sacks or whatever that you find at country clubs. You could almost quantify this in like your handicap to say if you are shooting in the 90s to like in the 90s or above your practice should go a 25 to 5 ratio. So what I mean by that is if your golf room everywhere instructor or your TGR instructor has given you your block practice, which we have, you should do 25, let's say, cone drills and then move to the stall next to you or move the cone and do five randoms and then 25 and then five and then 25 and then five. And then if you're in the 80s, if you're shooting in the 80s, that's going to be like a 20 to 10 ratio. So you're gonna do 20 block practice to 10 random, 20 block to 10 random. If you're in the 70s, you're probably in the realm of about 15 to 15 block to random. And then if you're in the 60s, you're probably 10 to 20. 
10, 10 block to 20 random. And the goal is, is that in your practice, in your random practice, the way that you learn, and this was kind of taught to me by Ian Highfield, a great instructor out of Boston who runs Core Academy, is that you want to add the you want to add the art of variability and timing. So it's very important that in your random practice there is time interval between the shots. So just like golf. So quick backstory. One of my students, his name was Jacob, an early academy kid, and he went caddied at the Merrifield Village. First day he was there, he you know he's caddying on the not caddying, he's a range attendant range attendant on the range. And he comes in the next day to Academy. I go, hey, man, like, how'd your job go? Like, how was it? What'd you do? What'd you learn? Like, blah, 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 blah. He's like, yeah, I worked in the range. It was great. Jason Day was there and he was practicing. I go, oh, man, that's great. Like, just curious, what did you notice about Jason Day's practice? He goes, I notice he doesn't practice very much. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, and, you know, I think he's 15 at the time. He's like, well, I noticed that when he practices, he, like, hits a ball then he waits like a minute and a half Then he goes through his routine and then he hits another ball. Then he like checks his phone, another minute and a half, hits a ball, checks his phone, hits a ball. And I go, oh, you mean like golfing? And he goes, what do you mean? I go, well, how often, what is the time interval probably between you hitting shots? And he goes, I don't know, a couple minutes. I go, exactly. Like that's what he's doing. He's adding variability because he was hitting to the different targets at the village. And he was also adding spacing, spacing between shots, because it's the art of being able to learn a feeling inside your block practice, then have time pass over the course, like over a sequence of time, and then be able to recapture the feeling for the one shot. And then you have to create spacing and time, spacing your time, whatever word you want to use, and then execute the same feeling again and make the ball perform. And that's kind of the art of golf. Same story with Jack Nicholas is that Jack would tell me that in, which is so hard, when I sat down with Jack Nicholas after I graduated college, he said, when I practice, I would usually hit somewhere in the realm of about 60 balls for two and a half hours. And, and if I had 30 balls, it took me about an hour. And, and I was like, why is that? And he goes, because I need to mimic the amount of time in between shots, like a round of golf, right? Like I need to not learn how to just hit it. And it's, you know, you always hear that like in articles of golf digest or a golf magazine or whatever of like, yeah, just don't be a rake, like don't rake and hit, don't rake and hit. But there's actually the goal, what, what I'm telling you this is there's actually like a lot of science behind making your swings better or, or making your swings and move, learning faster when you add this element of spacing and variability and timing, like time in between shots in, in your practice. So like when I was at TPC Scottsdale playing, I would hit 60 balls. And for me, I was obsessed with video. I mean, obsessed with video. I loved videoing, super visual. So every swing, I would put it on V1. I'd hit a ball and then I'd go back to the bench I'd look at it. It had it. It took time for it to download and upload back in, you know, 2010. It wasn't as fast as it is now. Then I would look at it. Then I'd make a few rehearsals. Then I'd hit another ball while filming. Then I'd download it. Then I'd look again. And like I was kind of organically, I even though I was being super efficient and like I wasn't wasting time and just checking Instagram between shots. I was looking at film, which was creating a sense of variability and timing. So, and that's how you really make 
massive progress as you do block practice in either 25 to 5, 20 to 10, or 15 to 15, maybe 10 to 20 if you're in that crew. And then from there, once you go through that segment, then you now you go into your competing, which is really all variability and all randomized, and you're trying to raise your heart rate. So, you know, try to take this into your practice and make sure that when you're always practicing, you're always essentially convicting yourself and saying, okay, what, what am I doing right now? Am I programming? Am I blocking? Am I randomizing or am I competing? You dropping balls on the range and hitting the same seven iron at the flag is not practice. You're just a golf ball whacker guy. So hope you guys have a great day and I'll see you soon. Hey, thanks so much for listening to my Stock Shot Secret Podcast. What I want to do for you right now for listening to this message is I want to give you an opportunity to build the swing of a lifetime, right? I want to give you a master plan, an outline, if, if you will, of how to actually go about doing this. So what you need to do is you need to write this URL down and I need you to go to this website, right? It's www.thegolfroomeverywhere.com backslash m. P, MP as in master plan. When you go there, this master plan, it's a crazy good deal right now. And then on top of that, I'm going to give you an opportunity to not only get the master plan for a really, really great price, but also I'm going to give you the opportunity to send me a video of your swing where we can give you personalized feedback as to what you need to be doing for your game. So go to this URL, www.thegolfroomeverywhere.com backslash MP. And I look forward to seeing your guys' videos here soon.